0: episode we're shooting in the lobby of Hotel Trundle and so you may hear some sounds of uh, hospitality in the background today we're talking to two people actually partners in life and partners in business Rita Patel and her husband Marcus Muncy they started a, a hotel business in Columbia and there were a couple of things that I really loved about this interview one is how they talked about how to weather the storms of life together um, as a couple, but also how to weather the storms in life that you encounter in business. And as you can imagine, the past 18 months in the hospitality business have been one roller coaster ride after another. Check it out. Rita and, and Marcus, thanks so much for, for joining us today um, on, on Footnotes. And we're sitting here in your unbelievable lobby of Hotel Trundle, which, you know, I guess for you guys was a was a not just a labor of love, but your first sort of project together as as a as a business duo. You guys are, are married, and so you share life together, and you share this business together. Mm-hmm. And so I think just to get started, you know, what makes a person or, or a couple decide to undertake something like this? Because you really there was a shell of a building, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh... Well, I don't think we were going to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just... we, we're,
1: uh, yeah, we were. Uh, well, our, our backgrounds are in architecture and, um, and interior design as well. And, you know, we were going to move to New York and, you know, be rock star architects mm-hmm. and everything. And um, one thing led to another with 2010, when we, right, when we got married and um, lost my job. Uh, and architecture firm I was at in Charlotte. And so I came, started working for the, Rita's parents' family business, which was hotels. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of make make ends meet. And I think we ended up, both of us, both of us worked there and we taught night school and did, did a number of things just to kind of-
2: Make ends I don't know, meet. I do make
1: ends meet. So um, one thing led to another, I ended up sticking with the, in the hotel business and Rita went back to architecture, but then came back to hotels and- mm-hmm. We, um, I guess we just started thinking about how we could grow the family business or change it, diversify it, mm-hmm. um, and maybe look at doing something that we could use our design skills right. with and, you know, architecture and design background. And, um, so maybe we look at doing a boutique hotel.
0: So mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, I remember Rita when we were. Kind of talking about this mm-hmm. before we we filmed this. I think your parents' background was more in in sort of branded hotels right. that sort of have a template and it must look a certain way and feel yes. a certain way. But you guys wanted to do something different.
2: Uh, yeah. So we, as as a child growing up, we traveled all over all over the world, mm-hmm. and so having had that, you know, those experiences, I knew what you know, vanilla was not, if that makes sense. Like sure. branded hotels, you have a template and it changes every few years and the service is limited. But with a boutique hotel, um, you get that, that worldly feel, I guess. I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain it, but it's all the things that you can't do. You can do in a boutique hotel and independently owned. So Marcus and I knew working in branded properties how, <clears throat> how undesirable that can be as an owner mm-hmm. um so when in colombia and the federal government the city the state and the federal government had really incredible tax credits a lot of them are still in place today so we were able to take our design backgrounds and the capital of my parents to start looking for boutique hotels mm-hmm. or buildings to build a, a hotel in mm-hmm. and so during our ride around we saw these buildings, but um, with the structure that it's under, which is a lost development easement, my parents didn't want to lease, which is kind of how that program goes. And so Marcus and I looked back at it and we drew some plans together and we're like, you know, maybe this is small enough, we can do it. So to kind of go back to your original question of like, what makes you want to do this and you know, for me, it was not going back to twenty ten situation of mm. working seven jobs, you know, wow. hustling and you know, debating whether we can afford a Christmas tree. That's where I never wanted to go back again to do. And I've seen my parents own their business and I, I know I knew what the struggles were, not personally, but have had to experience them. You know, and I'm like, okay, it has some definite perks too. Owning mm-hmm. a business, having creative freedom, which is what we pa- are passionate about. Um, so that's kind of where Hotel Tru- the spark of Hotel Trundle mm-hmm. started.
0: And I mean, you know, you hear words like, you know, boutique and, and branded, and, and certainly I think people can imagine, you know, what that is. You know, business travel, you know, it's more about having a roof over your head, a comfortable bed, coffee maker nearby, you get out, you go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. But for a place like this, certainly I'm sure business people that, are, that, that have business in the city, you know, want to come and stay here. Mm-hmm. But, but what? Uh, who are you after? You know, what's your market for uh, a hotel like this?
1: Well, it, it really changed from what we thought it was going to be. We thought it was going to be um, kind of young professionals, a lot of disposable income that just, you know, want a cool place to stay because, like you said, a lot of the business travelers there um, we kind of refer to it as like point junkies. You know, sure. I want my Hilton points, and my Marriott points, and all that, so. Those are great programs. Yeah. Um, but, and with us, it was like, well, you can get something different. You're not gonna get a Marriott here, it's gonna be a Marriott, and Charlotte, which is gonna be a Marriott in Boston, you know, it gets something a little bit different, and um, it kind of shifted from what we thought, and it ended up being more e- execs, and uh, you know, kind of um, retirees. Yeah. and. Uh, then uh, the weekends are, are packed with weddings, so that was kind of uh, accurate what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, during the during the week, it became more of kind of the, the more kind of higher ups in the company, it's not the kind of young professionals.
2: The ones, yeah, the ones that weren't really concerned with points or or anything like that. But you know, as and that was when we first started to open. But now, three years into it, even with the pandemic, we are getting a lot of folks that are looking for an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, an experiential traveler who's looking for something different, you know, where um, the service and the environment complement one another to make a remarkable stay. Hmm. And so that goes for people like parents doing a date night with their son or daughter, you know, like taking them out to the market. You know, we're getting a lot of those. We're getting people on Tuesday celebrating their anniversaries on Tuesday, not waiting for the weekend. Wow, um,
0: okay, yeah.
2: Birthdays, you know, those those moments that they want to celebrate, we're getting a lot of that right now.
1: And I think that helped get us through, yeah. a lot of the pandemic was the, a lot of staycationers. Right. A lot of staycationers that just, like, we don't feel comfortable to, like, take a big trip, but right. maybe just
2: go for it. Those road trippers out of um, our markets, our, our feeder markets currently, and have been for a while, um, We get a lot of business from Charleston, uh, Raleigh, and I think that's like kind of overflow from the NCAA um, tournaments that Mm -hmm. were here. Mm -hmm. Um, Once people come into the city and experience it, they understand what we're talking about and like Mm kind of cut the noise of the stereotypes, I guess, and get to experience our city, which is beautiful. I mean, like we have rivers, we have national parks, we have a beautiful, thriving Main Street district. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that gets thrown to the back of the the line with all the other kind of things that are <laughs> happening. But right.
0: General category of stuff.
2: Right, stuff. Yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> right. I think that, um, but we get people from Atlanta, um, Charleston, Greenville, Big Market, Raleigh, and we enjoy having that. And then a lot of people traveling down the southeast coast. So it's nice to see. Like, we just, I mean, and it's 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 great to be part of that and be part of their journey because a lot of people are here for celebration. So we get to, it's exciting to be part of that.
1: And if you sit around in the lobby, here, you hear, know, yeah, it's... Friday I think. Yeah, it's interesting to just kind of sit there and you hear their conversations. You're like, how'd you find out about this place? Or I think just the other day, I was... Try not to chime in and just kind of be a flying yeah. on the wall and hear what people talk about about yeah. me and how they found out about us, and which is important for us too. Mm-hmm. Um, which Rita's you know done a great job of
0: marketing the hotel and getting people in the door. Well, so so it sounds like you know certainly there's marketing. You have to tell people who you are, where mm-hmm. you are, what you're doing. Show you know the visuals and things like that. And and you guys are very active on social media, which is a which is a you know table stakes these days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but
0: something you talked about when, when we were setting this up and both of you, I, I loved the way both of you spoke about this, but the element of hospitality and the things that when you were traveling around and sort of making your wish list and and, and just dreaming about things, but, but not just in terms of hopes and wishes, but I mean purposeful thoughts mm-hmm. of, of how to set up this type of business. For, for the rest of us, tell us what hospitality really is and how you have incorporated that into this business.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, a good way to compare it to every day or, or yourself or the listeners is like, how do you welcome somebody into your home? Mm-hmm. You offer them a drink, offer them something to eat, you know, give them a great bed, give them a great experience, make them feel welcome with smiles and, you know, being able to meet your guest needs, like, do you need extra towels? You wanna have soft towels, you don't like mm-hmm. hard, brittle towels, like, yeah. that's just not comfortable. You know, you wanna have a nice robe to snuggle in, and you know, you don't wanna have to pay for breakfast at your, as a guest, so those are <clears> some <throat> of the things that we wanted to incorporate in our guest experience mm-hmm. to take that pressure off of our guests. Like, don't worry about breakfast, we've got it. You want a drink, we've got it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a snack? Got that too. And, you know, without the added cost of it, like ticking up, you know, it's sure. all, I guess, inclusive with, you know.
0: Right, but like you said, when you have a house guest, it's not like you charge them for breakfast right. in the morning. It's right. not like, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. And so, you know, is is it easier said than done to, to build that into a business? Well, and I want to, I want to
1: kind of comment on that as, um, like you mentioned about the branded hotels, that, Everything's so structured, and the rules are so set in stone. So we knew from our experience in the branded hotels, like what didn't work, you know, and what didn't work. With some, like, for example, you know, there's Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express, and the general consumer doesn't know the difference. They just kind of consider it the right. same. You get free breakfast at one, you don't eat the other. So there's just confusion, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always, it's always a battle. So uh, when we thought about hospitality, it's really just what did we like when we traveled. What right. would we want when we travel? Like, and I, after being in a road trip and coming up to the desk, I'd, I'd like to have a beer. Yeah,
2: you know? I want a glass of I want a <laughs> yeah, glass sure.
1: wine. And I'll tell you, it makes a huge difference. Hey, you'll get somebody that comes in, they're kind of, you know, and it seems like they've had a rough day. Fatigued, and you yeah, rightfully so. Offer, a, offer them a pint and, like everything changes you know right <laughs> well in
0: travel sometimes the journey itself i mean is the aggravating part of travel yeah yes. you know sort of getting there and getting back home but it sounds like you know you guys have taken that into account and so it's like when you're home when you're here you know you you want to try to replicate that experience but yet it's different than being home you know it's mm-hmm. like yeah. people want to travel to see different things and mm-hmm. so you've you've created this Something else that that um, in our sort of talk before the talk, um, Rita, you mentioned that your mother had something that she said to you mm-hmm. uh, quite often um, that came to mind when you were doing this, and it was uh, when we get this right, it was uh, never stop looking for a good opportunity. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yes, those. Chi- I mean, like I think I think about those words every day, and um, and that's why Marcus and I are always. Have our ear to the ground about mm-hmm. new opportunities, any way we can grow Hotel Trundle, um, improve our guest experience. Um, we hope, you know, that we're able to do that in the future. I mean, there are a lot of resources available, and we have such a great community mm-hmm. that it's ready to embrace the growth of Hotel Trundle. You know, of course, 2020 kind of set us back a good bit, but um, I'm very hopeful for the future, and I hope that we're able to grow in a really cool way. And, you know, it's nice now that we've kind of proven ourselves a little bit that the ideas we do have and that come to the table, people aren't like,
1: Like are you sure you want to do that? You
2: know, it's like- You want to
1: paint the ceilings purple?
2: You want to have a unicorn as your logo? (laughs) I don't know if that's going to work. But um, now that we have a little bit of a foundation, we're a little more relevant and people understand what our concept is, Mm so um, yeah
0: you mentioned 2020 and it's sort of the the elephant that's in every room and every business you know we're we're not too far removed from that but maybe if the if the pandemic is beginning to subside and we're sort of re, re-emerging what are some lessons or takeaways that you guys are, are pulling out of 2020 you know now that it's it's maybe enough in the rear view mirror to where you can look at it a little more objectively and not mm. just feel like the, the bug that ran into the windshield but what is it what what are you taking out of 2020 that that you're aware of now? I'm sure there will be more things to come, but what's what's popping up now?
1: Uh, you mean kind of lessons that we've learned? Sure. I I mean I think it offered a a chance to kind of reset and some of the things that that we started off and we opened. We're like we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Well, you know, at, at a hotel, if you once you start doing it, you know, you can't really stop. People yeah. expect it now. So, but. You know with that whole year of saying okay we had to stop this had to stop this it gave us the opportunity to say like maybe that's not something that we bring back or maybe this is something we that did. we change you know so um, for example the breakfast and now we mm-hmm. do like a made to order breakfast we deliver to the room rather than a buffet style breakfast um, sure and I think that's something that the guests like better I think mm-hmm. you get better breakfast and that's something that we'll keep doing yeah so uh, I think uh, little things like that um, evening reception type of things you know yeah. that we've changed or or for me modified. there's
2: yeah there's two things like
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was personally I had because it was prior to covid it was every week was just grueling with meetings and doing things that I thought were important mm-hmm. to the business just really weren't Hmm. And so it was. It was helpful for me to prioritize, reprioritize my priority list. Mm-hmm. Same priorities, just different order. Okay. Um, and so, like now, I'll have one day of evening commitments versus previously I'd have like three. And so now I have more time with my family, which I thought I had a lot before, but now I really value it mm-hmm. having. Under, uh, really understanding what it means to be at home with your with your family. Sure. We have two small children, Easton and Vaughn. They're almost seven, almost five, so okay. they're a lot of fun. But then the second thing, um, I'm gonna wait until they pass, is you know making sure our team continues to stay at the top of our priority list in the work environment. Um, they ha- they were warriors with us during the mm. whole pandemic. Stuck with us, just like. You know, it was just. I think for all of us, it was just not just as a business owner, but like, you know, partially being responsible for our team's way of life is is a um, responsibility that we take very seriously. And to be able to partner with them on a personal level and move through the pandemic really, I think, was incredible. And mm-hmm. we've been able to thankfully retain all of our team except for two who, you know, had to leave for non-COVID reasons, um, and that's okay, you know, we wish them that's well, true. and we're still in touch with them, but but yeah, it's just kind of making sure that um, not your personal team and your business team are taken care of and happy,
0: yeah. so... Yeah, we've heard that a lot from people that we've talked to on, on footnotes. Just that, you know, that while there was so much initial shock and, and a lot of reacting, you had to do to a new environment, a new set of rules, a new set of expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, what are your what are your customers? You know, looking for and it's it sort of. Uh, I keep hearing the word reset over and over and over again (laughs) and you know it's pretty rare that that you can get a a reset and a redo you know almost at the at the same time and um, it's just been interesting to talk to business owners and hear their stories of of doing that Um, maybe one last thing and and, and not quite a curveball but what's next if anything, I mean, you, you've done this once. You know, you went through a pandemic, and and you're you've, you're on the other side of that. The business is here. The the business is thriving. We're we're sitting in it right now. People are checking in and moving around the lobby. Um, what do you guys see as, as maybe next for you two? You're gonna do this again? Um, <laughs> what would you want to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we would love to. Something on the
0: horizon that we're looking at.
2: Yeah. I think some of the thing the amenities that our guests um, could probably. Would really enjoy as part of the guest experience would be a little bit of food and beverage, hmm. um, more so than you know our taps at the bar mm-hmm. or at the reception desk. So maybe some food and beverage, maybe some some more rooms. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully soon, we'll see. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when the opportunity rises. You yeah, know, we're
0: always like
1: we're always looking. For- always we'll look always
2: looking. Yeah. I think you know.
1: We did try to tackle something and yeah, then, you did know, 20,000 But right. I think, you know, everything happens for That one stung yeah. for a little bit. But that's
2: yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, I think at any given point in time, Marcus and I are negotiating some kind of deal, yeah. whether it goes through or not
0: along those lines how do you know you know i'm always fascinated to talk to people that you know of course they're they're, they're looking for opportunities you know and that's just kind of a, a, an instinctual thing i think for a lot of business owners and that can manifest in different ways but how do you guys as, as a team working together know what to say yes to
2: mm-hmm. that's a loaded <clears throat> that's a deep question yeah
0: <laughs> um
1: well i mean we we first have to know that that we're performing and there's demand um, you know, in the market. And I, I think Columbia's always been in this kind of interesting spot where I know even even like 2010 didn't get hit as hard as a lot of the other areas, you know, the big tourist areas. Uh, sure. Even like now? Uh, even now, it didn't get as, you know, just, I mean, We're talk about back New faster. York that just yeah. had, you know, companies that owned six thousand room hotels and they just closed five of them and I moved everybody to one you know and yeah. so I, we were fortunate to 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 not be in that situation but I think our performance and then obviously just making sure we're comfortable with it mm-hmm. numbers wise you know kind of um just the the guest process like how they might get from point a to point b you know how's is it always is it a complete another project is it like you know adding additional rooms somehow. Mm -hmm. So it's the logistics. um, We just need to make sure that it still works with our brand. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, yeah, it's not just like, you know, being greedy.
2: Right. The performa, number Mm -hmm. one, making sure that all the numbers work, the additional expenses, whatever the revenue is going to be. Does that make sense for us? Then number two, um, we put ourselves in the guest guests' mm-hmm. point of view. Sure. And, like, if it's going to improve the experience, then that goes in the pro list. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be too much for Marcus and I to handle? It goes in the con list. Because, like I said earlier, we have two little boys, and we want to be at home for dinner mm-hmm. at least six days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just little things like that. You know, Marcus and I have our personal goals. Like, what do we want from Hotel Trundle? You know, one of them was... To show our children the world and travel, travel, travel as much as we can. Two was um, to, gosh, that's my main one right now. We're like going on three vacations this summer and I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but to have three hotel trundles eventually, we just okay. wait for the kids to get a little bit older to go in different markets. But that's our goal, you know, like we, and, you know, just being comfortable. We don't wanna go back to 2010, you know, mm-hmm. we want our Christmas tree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much—not not just for sitting down for the interview, but thank you for doing this. You know, I, I've lived in Columbia for for a couple of decades, and and these were buildings that were, let's just say, unattractive, uh, unused, uh, empty um, here in the in the city center. And to uh, take the risks that you guys have done, uh, marrying the economic incentives with. The dreams, with the experience, and all those things—I mean, it's—it's it, it's a heavy lift, and um, and and you had a pandemic, and so, yeah. Thank you for doing What's this. <laughs> I know. Thank you.
2: Thank yeah, you for thank you. giving us the opportunity to tell our story. Happy to do it. I'm—I'm I'm actually really proud that I didn't start crying because, now, everything that we've done is so much more important to me now. It's just so we've I've had, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk about it a couple times, in the last week or so, and I'm just like boo-hoo with <laughs> joyful tears of survival and all of those things. So,
0: Well, it's a great feeling, and, yeah. and, and it comes out. And I, I love it when business owners speak highly of of their business. Yes, business is hard, um, but I, I love hearing the, the pride, the good kind of pride that, yeah. that comes out in yeah. this conversation. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.
2: Yeah, thank thank you. you so much. This is great.